Hello. We are back in Luke after a little break. <laughs> you're smiling like you're expecting I'm me to not, say something I thought I thought you right were going to say hello, but, you know, <laughs> never mind. I'll just talk to myself. Yeah. Um, That's what I did on the last episode. We are right? back in Luke uh, after uh, having Imagine Worship with us last week. <laughs> um, and it's just the a reality really, monologues. really warm and fuzzy uh, topic this week. Yeah, actually, Jesus is he's talking about things that very often freak us out mm-hmm. and frighten people but he's saying this largely as words of comfort right warning also because all of all of the, his comforting words are also coupled there, there's a backside i think, there's he, a said, warning I think here. he said right before we started recording he's saying basically don't live stupid yeah don't live stupid <laughs> because you don't know when this is going to end right um <clears throat> but he says you can you can understand the times you're you're smart people we're we're, we're sensible people Right, and so that's <laughs> Alistair Begg likes to say that enough. Your sensible people figured out, <laughs> you know. There's there's some there's some reality to that, mm-hmm. and what Jesus basically this is this is his chill passage. He's saying, look, stuff's gonna happen. Chill, don't freak out. And this is quite. I'm looking at your Bible right now, and this is quite the the little monologue that he's talking about all of this. Yeah, more so than what we see in a lot of right. Luke. You know, there's a lot more red letters in right. a couple of these uh, pages in here, but yeah, this. For many of these things, we've had some short conversations mm-hmm. that are moving one on the other. And now we get, he's just, you know, um, talked about the differences between perception and reality, right? And so he's still kind of in that mode. But we go from his warnings against the uh, the hypocrisy of the teachers of the law, his warnings against the, the understanding of um, the amount of a gift as opposed to the character of mm-hmm. the giving, the his warnings about the outward appearance versus what's really happening inside the the, um, the disciples are impressed by <clears throat> they're impressed by the look of the temple and its great adornments and the gifts in the treasury and he's saying oh that yeah that's really nice except for all this is going to come to rubble so you know might want to step back and get a little perspective <clears throat> so then they they respond in verse 7 of Luke 21 by saying, Teacher, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they're about to take place? And Jesus replies then at that point, Watch out that you're not deceived. That's been the whole point of this whole section. Don't be deceived. Don't get caught up in what you see and what you think and what you perceive, what seems to be real. Understand what actually is real, that there's a bigger thing. These things that you see are temporal. The things that are unseen are eternal. So watch out that you're not deceived, for many will come in my name claiming I am he and the time is near. Do not follow them. <clears throat> and that happens even, it had happened before this, this time. It happened through the New Testament period. We see that happening even, even now today where people claim to be some Messiah. They claim to have this profound insight about the time of Well, that's the been coming. going on forever. You hear, you know, every couple of years or whatever, the world is going to end on this date according to right. so-and-so. The world is going to end on this date. Yeah, and you know. Jesus said nobody knows, right, right. not even the Son, but only the Father. So pretty much if somebody gives you a date when the world's going to end or Jesus is going to come back, you can feel pretty confident that that's one of the least likely right. days. <laughs> you know, we just, that, that's Actually, just, <clears throat> it's just not how, how it works. And that has been the case with so many right. different cults or sects that have come along. So Jesus says, don't follow them, all these deceivers who are saying, I am he or the time is near. 
Verse 9, when you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. We have a lot of wars. We have a lot of uprisings. Another uh, rendering in another gospel says when you hear wars and rumors of wars. Don't be frightened. These things must happen first. And this is an important phrase. But the end will not come right away. So I take that to mean that it's normal for us to have in this world the continuation and even the escalation of violence and wars and conflicts because that's what sin brings. Mm-hmm. And as we continue to move forward on this timeline, it, it continues to escalate. There's a spiral that, that goes along with this. Right. And so Jesus is saying, don't be overcome. Don't be freaking out. Jesus has a lot of don't freak out messages that God's in control. Right. You see a little bit. He sees everything. You live in this little limited time and space. God doesn't. Someday he's going to bring you to this unlimited infinite Mm -hmm. thing. This is our hope of resurrection. But for now, understand it and don't freak out. I think that, you know, something people often say or, or assume is that the world, I mean, even today, for example, people say, oh, Scott, the end is near. The world right. is so bad. The world is so it's bad the worst right it's now. Ever been, right. You know. And, I mean, I don't necessarily agree that it's the worst it's ever been because we just talked about last podcast. <laughs> there is still nothing new, you know. Right. It might, there might be different ways of, of portraying these things because of technology and whatever, but mm-hmm. the basis itself is nothing new. But is that, um, you know, just talking about wars escalating even, uh, and violence escalating. There is this feeling that these signs of the end are things that are going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Is that accurate? Well, I think that that seems to be accurate from what he's saying here. Um, but I think logically we can reason from that as we see how history progresses through Scripture. And there's a, there's a linear aspect. There is a certain cyclical aspect Mm -hmm. that and a lot of people think history is cyclical and in a sense it is and that we keep doing the same stupid stuff Uh, but it's linear and that it's progressing from a beginning to an end it's not an infinite loop you know that that's not how it works but as we progress from that beginning of perfection in genesis and then from the fall through the the uh, primeval history that we see in Genesis to Israel's history through the rest of the Old Testament to church history now and what we see in our, in our current age uh, and, and what the prophecies tell us of the future, there is a continuing escalation. It's not that it's new, right. but we find new ways to do it. We have, we're, we're progressing uh, in our sinfulness and yet, by God's Holy Spirit, He's restraining that. And so God will send revival periodically that will purge the wickedness, and then it continues to go in that direction, and He'll purge some more of that wickedness, and it'll continue to go in that direction. So as we, you know, we see, like after Noah's flood. Well, that's what I was going to say, because you think about the flood, or you think yeah. about Him destroying cities, or you think about, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, and all these right. things that, where God did wipe these people out. Right. So and he, I know purging. He promised never to do that again, the whole the whole earth and everything. So I'm like, is God, just, flood. Is, God, well, true. is God just showing great restraint here? Yeah. Because surely we're as bad as we were back then. Well, yes and no. I mean, I think we are getting more and more uh, um, like 
the days of Noah. We are becoming more Noahic, I guess, as we're progressing in that. And this is where I think it's worse in some ways. It's definitely the worst it's been in, in my lifetime or yours in the U.S. But I think we're seeing this uh, in a lot of ways, at least in Western society, at least in Western society, that the hardness is increasing. And so our our only hope, and it's always been the case, our only hope is revival. We're not going to fix it with another election. We're not going to fix it with new appointments of judges. There are certain aspects that we can make better or worse. But we were not, here's a controversial statement for you, we were not in a worse place as a nation when we were sinning in racism and slavery than we are now when we are sinning in in, in a secular, postmodern, anti-truth worldview and the murder of unborn children on a regular basis. We're sinning differently. We were, we're not better or worse. We're sinning. We are apart from God. Where I think we have a difference now, there was there were some great evil. Mm-hmm. And their racism and slavery are hellacious evils. These are from the pit of hell. There's no question that the devil was partying in those situations. But he's doing the same thing now. Mm-hmm. He's destroying the family. He's destroying unborn children. He's created, he's created, he has promoted in us a culture of death. So the sanctity of human life that we've just thrown it away. We, we don't care. Mm-hmm. We will fight over our political views without regard for what holiness is or what actual sacredness in life is, which eventually then leads back to those same other sins that we had before. Right. And we see the child sacrifice in, in the Old Testament as uh, children were sacrificed physically to Molech. We're doing that same kind of thing now, only we're sacrificing children to the God of self. Mm -hmm. Even born children who are living their lives, but they're being sacrificed as mom and dad pursue their own ends. You you do what you're going to do, and, you know, we raise our kids, sort of, while we're pursuing our own goals. We don't subjugate our desires to the goodness of the family anymore. So we see the destruction of the family unit. There's a continual progress of sin. And the only thing that keeps it at bay is the Holy Spirit moving in us to restrain evil. That's what government is for. Um, And that's what religion does. Religion can, can help restrain evil. Unfortunately, it does not make us right with God. So revival that changes us on the inside then has a greater impact uh, particularly long term, the difficulty is we still live in a sinful world. Mm-hmm. So while the revival that may bring many into the fold, if that doesn't get passed on to the next generation, we're right back in the same boat, and we keep on going. and And we see that cycle of apostasy in the church a lot of times, where you know the Reformation was a great thing, but a lot of bad things came out of it, came out of it as well. So then the next generation beyond that you see a distortion of the of what a lot of the reformers brought in. And then you see another revival, and then another generation of sin. And we see these things happen. Uh, the book of Joshua is 
all it's a whole generation of following God and having nothing but victory after victory because they're in step with what God is doing and God is winning the battles for them. The book of Judges is just the opposite. You have multiple generations of doing what is right in our own eyes. We decide what's right, not what God says, not what the scripture says. The scripture gets tossed aside. We're going to do what we think is right. And they have loss after loss and evil after evil interspersed with generations or moments of following God and seeing revival and victory. But as long as we're going to keep on making up our own stuff, which is what we do today, we'll see it progress. That's, is it a sign of the times? Yes. And that there's progress Mm -hmm. toward it, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen today. Right. Uh, we didn't even really get into a lot of this chunk of text here, and I'm so I'm sure that we'll have a lot to talk about uh, next time. It's okay. We're going to have a four-hour sermon on uh, Sunday. Oh, there we go. No, we're not going to have a four-hour sermon. The camera's going to run on battery for the live stream. Uh, so I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about, as always. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, chime in here and contact us, something real at reallifeonline.org, or leave a voicemail, which I'm still patiently waiting for. Um, or leave a message. I may call and leave a voicemail just to do Please it. Please don't, just... because then if I see it and then it's you, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> another disappointment (laughs) (laughs) but thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time